Hello, everybody, and welcome to the No BS Podcast with Brian and Susan. We're here in April, April 13th. It is springtime. The flowers are blooming. The movies are coming out. We're here to tell you all the BS and all the no BS on this podcast when it comes to entertainment and movies and television show. We have a wonderful show for you today. We've got our blind watch, which is amazing. And we have our main event, which is all about camping. I can't wait to get into that. But first, like always, it's bachelor time. The bachelor has ended. Did Zach find his dream girl? Is it going well? What happened in that finale? Susan, 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 it's always good to see you. It's always great to talk with you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Just like you said, it's been really busy, Uh, uh, like especially after coming back from out of town. Have a lot of work, and you're right. It's about to be a big wave of stuff to watch, movies and everything. It is. It's going to be crazy because it's about to be summertime, and that's when all the big movies come out. Some of the smaller movies get mixed in with there with people who don't like to see the Marvel, don't like to see the DC, don't like to see the Fast and Furious. So it's happening, and it's happening so crazy that upcoming next week for both Susan and I, these Movie studios try to book like three or four movies on the same day. And we're like, we want to see all these movies. How can we see all these movies? It's crazy. But we're here. We're going to cover it for you on the No BS podcast because we love you. So Bachelor style, Bachelor ended, had their finale and the tell all a few weeks ago. And I'm glad that we're coming to it right now because after the finale, after that, Susan is a fan to say lightly of the bachelor and bachelorette. And I know she's been listening to all those podcasts, all those interviews. So get to find out some weeks later, how's it going? Is it going well? What's going on? So the bachelor finale, Zach had a couple girls. He had three girls and what's a good. I mean, he had three, the, the finale always that may almost makes it sound like he had more than like the usual. Yes. His final three, he had his final three, which went which went down to his whatever final two and then his pick. Okay, so let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. So obviously we know um that he had his final three was Ariel, Katie, and Gabby. And I don't think it came as a shock really to anybody that his um that his uh final pick or well i mean as that he first got rid of ariel i think that wasn't surprising to me just because it was clear he had stronger connections with gabby and katie i think we talked about it on this show that it was pretty obvious he liked the other two more right um i mean i can't remember i thought for some reason we talked oh we talked we talked about ariel but bringing everybody up to speed for this final episode, Ariel's out, which is the one I really liked. And we were left with Gabby. We were left with Katie and Mm -hmm. we both liked them, but like Gabby started to show some weird signs and Katie was a little weird about it. It's like, what's going to happen. I think he's going to find love. I think somebody wants to say yes here. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening like in, in that in those final moments you know and you know how this show is billed 
you always know who's going to win because they always kind of bring out the runner up first because you got to say bye to them. Well, yeah, yeah, they did that. There was the, I mean, yes, it was, I feel like it was clear to me that he was going to pick Katie, although they were, I think editing wise, they were trying to make us think he, he might like Gabby more. Um, They did show, uh, they aired, like they edited to where they made it seem like he had his date with Katie before his date with Gabby, like the final dates. But that has, it's come out. He has said on the podcast because when he did the, after the final rose, he was asked, when did you know you were going to pick Katie? And he was like the evening of our final date. Well, that looks bad to anybody who watched the show. And they're like, well, wait, you had a date with Gabby the next day. It's like, no, he actually had a date with Gabby first, then a date with Katie. Um, so that made me have a little bit more like, cause I think Gabby felt, felt very much like she was led on, but I'm going to say this right now. Every runner up feels like they're led on. I, and I don't I even know if that's the word for that because it's clearly not, they're all in love with each other. Zach is in right. love with Katie. Zach is in love with Gabby, these final two, yeah. but he, he's like, this feels more true. This feels more genuine with her. And I have to pick somebody. I mean, in a perfect right. world, we can marry five people, but yeah. he has to pick one. I mean, how baller would it be? He's like, Hey, bachelor, it's my show. Can I pick two? Can I see if oh, this God. works? That'd be awesome. But he has to pick one for, you know, whatever. He's like, it feels right. So you don't lead anybody on you're you're seeing exactly. it it's the process right that's that's 100 percent. that's exactly right like that's the thing i get so annoyed about every season i'm just like do you guys you guys watch the show the process it's the same process that you sign up for that there's going to be a final three he's gonna have to take someone out one at a time sure it'd be great for zach to be like okay gabby i'm gonna end it with you right now at the you know early and stuff and very rarely do some people end it early sometimes not always the show prefers you have a final you know that you you end it with the runner-up at that stand at the altar whatever you want to call that there so it's not leading you on it's the process of the show that you signed up for he's just following the normal rules that's all so for Gabby to be like, you know, the big thing she says, like, you knew, Zach, you knew. I wish you would have done it sooner. I was just like, I think that's unfair. Even if he knew, which I do believe he knew at the when he was with Katie on the last date, what's he supposed to do? The show wants him to do it this way. Like that's right. That's as, part of as it. As every season, as the freaking thing goes, you don't make it seem like he's a villain for following the normal traditional process of the show. That's what bothers Right. Me. And I know there's lots of emotions or there's lots of things, but that's the way the, the show goes. You're, you're showing yeah. up and like you put yourself in like the runner up shoes and you're just like, I got all dressed. You're like, I love him. It might be me. And then it's not me. And like all these emotions kind of like waterfall on you and you just don't know what to do and you don't have time to think. And you know, with Gabby, she's the one that wasn't picked in the end. And she's like, don't say it. Don't say it. I already know. Don't, I don't want to hear it. And you know, like she gets mad and like, that's her first instinct is to get mad and angry. And I was like, 
you know, just like accept it, cry later, get off of that set because clearly you're emotional. You want to leave immediately, but compose yourself as much as you can. And because you just got your heart broke, that's part of the deal. That's part of how the show is. People are going to get their heart broken. And, you know, and it's when people say, you know, all these women and all these men say, you know, in and like I said, I wish there was a version of Bachelor and Bachelorette for real people because all these people they get on Bachelor and Bachelorette are like models. They look amazing. They're fucking fine. And I was like, why can't I get something like me, you know, on there and I'm just crazy. And I was like, and to me, when they all, all these models and stuff, like they say, including Gabby, you know, I just don't trust men like these people. They, they, why can't I be loved? And I was like, well, it's like you hot as shit and you seem like you're awesome right. like why right. how what's going on here right i'm just like that's such a good part i'm like girl like you are beautiful you do seem i mean i will say i think she gets in her own head a lot and she mm-hmm. needs to work on her self-confidence because the stuff she was saying when she returned to the car and how she was like she was kind of like beating herself up i was like ooh you need to stop talking about yourself like that. Like, that's just not, I mean, it's not true and it's not okay to talk about yourself like that. Like, you know, most people just go into the car and they cry and they're like, oh, I'm just so sad. But she has like a big self-confidence issue, uh, which is why she need a lot of gratification from Zach. What I'm, which I'm trying to figure out because what the show said, she had a great job, a great family and, She's beautiful. She's smart. She seems like she's really fucking funny. Like what, where are we here? Like I was, I was trying to figure out like who hurt you? Like you seem like you have all the cards in your hand, everything, you know? No, definitely. Some she's hurt from the past. Somebody like made her not feel beautiful or worthy or something. That's And that is seems to be like what the show finds. They find these girls who have like past, like, I guess, what do you want to call it? Like, like skeletons in their closet or well, skeletons like and baggage and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They want to be like, Oh yeah. Cause like, I mean, every time they talk at the dinner, like, Oh, I, my boyfriend cheated on me and all this stuff. And it makes them, I'm like, well, that's what you want to find, I guess on the show. And so they want these kinds of people on the show. And I guess that's the kind of stuff they want to hear afterwards. I just, you know, and they can't all be like Ariel because I think the, it was so great and refreshing to see Ariel because she was so confident in herself and collected. And even when she talks to Zach about why she's upset with him and stuff, she's so well put together. Like I was such a fan of Ariel because she's upset about the things, but she doesn't put herself down. And even when she's annoyed that Zach didn't tell her that, you know, he slept with Gabby she still speaks to him in a really respectful manner. She's articulate. And then she also makes sure that she's like, but I don't want to like dump on you. I'm not trying to say this was not the whole experience. The majority of it was good with you. And I, you know, you're a good guy and all this stuff. And I respect that because what I didn't care for was how Gabby, I feel like I get it. You're hurt. And I don't blame you for being hurt. But all her reasonings of trying to like make Zach feel bad didn't feel as warranted to me. I get why Ariel was upset, but Gabby's trying to paint like a picture that like people are already on your side, Gabby. People feel bad for you and root for you. You don't need to make Zach the villain when he didn't really do anything that wrong. Like, I mean, the thing he did wrong was stupidly make that 
promise or whatever. He yeah, no like, sex in the champagne room. And then he had sex in yeah. the champagne room. <laughs> champagne, I have not heard it as a champagne room. Ever. You never heard that Chris Rock bit? It was no. like, a, okay, okay. So like back in the late 90s, he did a, Chris Rock did a, a stand-up show and he actually did a song uh, that went to number one on the Billboard charts called No Sex in the Champagne Room. And it's the champagne room is at a strip club where the champagne room is like the VIP room and there's no sex in the champagne room, air quotations. And that's basically what Zach said is like, this is the champagne room, the fantasy suites, no sex yeah. in the champagne room. And he goes and have sex in the champagne room. And that's the joke of the song by Chris Rock. There's always oh. sex in the champagne room. <laughs> I guess there you go. Well, yeah. So he, I mean, that was the stupid part of his. But other than that, I mean, I honestly feel like even if Zach didn't make that promise and let's just say he had sex with Gabby and who, however many, I feel like Gabby would still have that reaction because she, Ultimately, Gabby's hurt that she slept with him and he didn't pick her. Like, why would you like, be upset you slept with him? You had sex. That's awesome. She shouldn't be upset. I yeah. that's the thing. I don't know why this show is going something about it, and it's a continuous thing. When it's the bachelor and these girls have sex with the guys, it's kind of like Rachel tried to pull this last season or with Clayton, right? Like she tried to be like. Did you have sex? Did you tell me you love me so you could sleep with me? Which I hated when she did that. Because I was like, you're giving him the power as if you're that easily manipulated that if he says, I love you, you'll just jump in the sack with him. And that's the only reason you did it. There's nothing wrong with any of these women having sex with the guys in the fantasy suite, just vice versa. Same with the bachelorettes having sex with the men and the stuff. But they don't do that with bachelorettes bachelorettes have sex with the men in the fantasy suite it's applauded but if the guy sleeps with the girls and it comes out they become a villain because you slept with her and you didn't pick her like you you know and it's like no who cares you just have sex with all three i don't give a shit sex is (laughs) awesome people let's let's get to let's get it through your head Back the sex positive, like Katie Thurston season was all like sex positive. And then we're going backwards to people being all like, oh, and I just, I get it. Gabby's probably embarrassed, but she has nothing to be embarrassed about is the thing. She, if she would own it, she'd just be like, I wanted to have sex with him. It felt right. And not let it be a big deal. Then that'd be fine. But instead, because, because he didn't pick her, she's trying to make it be like, she's trying to villainize him. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so Gabby's out. Gabby yeah. left. And of course, Katie is the one. He's yes. going to propose. He proposes. She said yes. Mm-hmm. And everything. Okay. Happy ending, Katie. Zach. Okay. That was a while ago. Susan, what, what's, uh, what, what, what's happening now with, uh, Katie and Zach? Are they still happy? Are they, have they moved in? Cause they both in Austin. What, what's happening? They are still really happy together. Um, They seem like they are pretty cute. They're hanging out a lot, obviously, because they do both live in Austin. Um, As the show said, and they've talked about it on podcast, they plan on moving in this summer together, which probably shouldn't be that hard for them. Um, And I think they mentioned that they want to get married like 2025, maybe 
Yeah, that seems right because they're gonna they're gonna live together, give that a year to see how that works, and then yeah. you know do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. So right now they're golden. I mean, they're I mean it's the honeymoon phase, so we'll see. But I do have a little bit more hope just because they live in the same city. city. So that, and they're still and, happy. They're still talking. They get to see each other. Right. If they move in together, that's going to be a really big like help for them. But um, yeah, no, they seem really cute. They've posted that they're each other's love of each other's lives. Um, I mean, hopefully they work out. I mean, do you hope they work out? Yeah, they seem like a great couple. And yeah. I wish them the best. And they seem great. And hey, you got to take them steps if you're going to get it going, you know? So yeah. I'm glad again, like you said, same city. They, they are moving in the summer and they already are talking about the wedding date in a, you know, a year and a half or so. So right. good for them. See, that's, that's yeah. a step in the right direction. I get it. You're yes. on the show for six weeks and you're like supposed to fall in love and propose not a lot of time. It's fantasy. It's science fiction because you're like, I'm meeting these girls. I'm going on dates. You know, right when I meet them to tropical islands and to Europe is like, this does is not real life. So I get it. Taking it slow, making sure it feels right. Right. You got to make sure it's, yeah, it works in the real world. And then, of course, we'll, we're going to have Bachelorette and then Paradise right after. So uh, I'm sure we'll see Gabby and Ariel in Paradise, hopefully. I think Ariel will do amazing in uh, Paradise. I hope Gabby doesn't get herself in an emotional, like, wreck situation hey you never know some people like i'll say this shanae was awful in her bachelor season but on mm -hmm. uh bachelor in paradise she was so much better well she was better but she didn't like i don't know she didn't necessarily Get, she didn't like, end up with anybody like a, this time, but yeah, she, yeah. I mean, her choice was basically an 18 year old dude. <laughs> right. No, no, no. And I get that. I think that, um, which, but I think Gabby's more liked. I like Gabby. I think she's way more liked as a For sure. person. So I, she doesn't need a redemption story. She just needs, I want her to not like, I'm worried. I'm worried how paradise is going to affect her. I can just see Gabby hitting it off with somebody and then a girl stealing him and her just being an emotional wreck. Right. You know? Like that'll really hurt her. But maybe not. Maybe she'll hit it off with somebody and he'll they'll be committed to her. Yeah. Or she'll be the one that wants to Right. And we'll see what that blowback's like, you know, like put yeah. yourself in that shoes before you say anything. So exactly. Um besides Zach and Katie, has anybody been on the, the show circuit? Has anybody been on the podcast circuit talking about the season or what happened, what really happened behind the scenes or anything like that? Or people still holding grudges or anything like that? Nobody's holding uh Gabby's still a little salty. Gabby's definitely still salty, for sure. <laughs> for no reason either. Zach treated yeah. her well. I mean, mine I is the whole sex thing, but I mean, he did it. He handled it. I thought he handled it pretty yeah, well with her. He did. I don't know what else he could have done. Um, but he uh, I mean, she she knew what I mean, he she wanted to have sex with him too. They both decided it was consensual. Um, but she's salty about it. I think there's like stuff saying that like Katie and Gabby even have to cut because they're so close, they have to kind of work on their friendship because of it. Um Ariel was on the podcast and she uh she didn't say anything bad about Zach. She said she's actually pretty nice about Zach. She said like really like he was great. All the girls were close. 
Um, and she said she admitted like the closest were those three. The final three always tend to be really close with each other. Um, I don't think she has any hard feelings, honestly. She seems pretty. She's she was asked, would you go to paradise? And I feel like it's kind of that same. They always want to be like, I mean, sure, maybe, you know. Um, they can't say anything yet because it hasn't been announced, right? I guess. I guess it's that or they want to play it cool or something. But honestly, nobody has hard feelings towards that. I think the only one is like Gabby's a little salty because she needs to get over it for a little bit longer. I think to her, she feels the most scorn. But everybody else has like really kind things to say about Zach. Good. No, he was a great dude. He was a great bachelor. He, yeah. And so uh, it was overall, it was a fun season. It was a season that I think that at least you and I wanted, we wanted something genuine and fun, not like uh-huh. focusing on drama and stupid shit. Yeah. And finally, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm happy it went the way it went. Um, yeah. And then we'll see what happens with the bachelorette. Still not sold on charity. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there, but uh, do you, do you I, think I, she'll find love? I hope so. Um, yeah. I think like the clip they showed, which I didn't like, of like the first oh, guy brother. getting out of the car, and it's her brother. Is like this is dumb. This is stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like so obvious he's wearing a costume too. By the way, right, right. Uh, that dude has the biggest forehead in the world. <laughs> i don't remember that i was too distracted by the fake mustache that i was like if somebody can't recognize that that's a fake mustache you're an right <laughs> i thought that was funny uh but yeah i i hope it's good i do well, i think she finds love i think she will i just don't know how how the personality is going to come out like i liked her but i was like i could care less really i liked ariel more i liked gabby more i think one of them would have been a better option. I, I really think Ariel would have been amazing. But I I think Ariel would have been the more like level headed, really cool to watch somebody that like level headed is better. And so funny. I, I, she's a dry humor she, and great. I, very, but I will say her dry humor, she's not very bubbly. And I don't know how well that translates to the camera. And I think that's why they ultimately went with Charity because Charity's more bubbly. Okay. I know why they didn't pick Gabby because she's not, I don't even know if Gabby's ready for paradise. I'm very worried for her (laughs) mental state. Really? It's that bad right now still? What happened to her? I don't get it. Well, you saw, you saw how she was acting like to get upset over being the second fantasy fantasy suite date and to like, no one's ever gotten upset over being the second person to go on the fantasy suite date. Right. And then to correlate that and be like, makes me feel like second choice. There is such a deep insecurity, which I'm not judging by no means. We are, a lot of us have insecurities. I have insecurities. I'm just saying hers, she was having like meltdown. You saw it. Like she was like, no, I did. I did. Over, like nothing. Like I was I like, Wait, what just happened? Why are you over here crying all of a sudden? That is... You can't like you need the lead to be like put together. You need the lead to have you want emotional, but you don't want like I'm like, I don't know. I, I just I don't think Gabby was ready to be bachelorette. But at first I did. I thought, oh, Gabby will be a good bachelorette. And then I was like, no, I see why they didn't pick her. Right. We'll see how she does in paradise. I agree with you. I think Ariel would be awesome. I just worry about her personality not translating. 
but she'd be so smart. I, I would feel so confident she would pick a good dude. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm honestly wondering like who's good enough for Ariel in paradise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, but charity is, I think a good balance. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's bubbly. Like, you know, like I think I'm going to have trust in her to hopefully pick a good guy. I hope she does better than, you know, both Rachel and Gabby and then even Michelle before that Michelle like picked Nate and who was like such a playboy <laughs> but like he was such an obvious playboy so I'm right like, right right come on hopefully you pick somebody who's not a playboy yeah we'll see we'll see but that's bachelor talk uh that season ended congratulations to Katie congratulations to Zach if you ever want to come on the show, let us know on No BS Podcast. Let's do. move on to our main yeah. event. Before that, thank you, Susan, for giving us all the details of <laughs> all the Bachelor and Bachelorette stuff. You are the number one fan. <laughs> it's always <laughs> good. Uh, number one big fan. Uh, <laughs> let's do main event style. So Susan, you came up with this. Let let give it give yeah, it to the I, listeners. I picked I picked this inspired by our blind watch that I picked. Um, it relates to camping. So um, basically, I thought it'd be fun because when Brian and I were texting, we were talking about camping. As we well. had some similar feelings. Yeah. Well, I'm I was happy to hear. I don't know why. I wasn't sure where you stood with camping, Brian. So. Um, he does not care for it. Uh, neither do I. I'm a glamper all the way if I have to. And by glamping, I mean broken bow. That's what I like to say. I like I like a, a nice house. Well, tell people That's what just, broken bow is. Broken bow is in Oklahoma. And it's like these houses that are like, I mean, these are nice. They're very nice. Wouldn't he look in houses, but they're like modern and up to date. You have three fancy. to five thousand square feet of they're luxury huge. luxury they've yeah got, like there's a hot tub on the patio always there's games there's a fire pit there's so like you get to enjoy a safe house that you can lock the doors and then the biggest part of the camping is when you go and make some s'mores and the at the campfire that's that's where you feel like you're camping i guess but um i like and the houses are like far apart from far enough apart from each other to where you're not like you know, you have your space in the woods and it's in the woods, like it's in like nature or whatever. So, um, but definitely I don't like, yeah, I'm not a huge camper <laughs> at all. Is there a reason why you don't like camping, Brian? Jews don't like camps usually. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I had to get that one in there. That's a good one. Um, You know what? It's funny. I have never liked camping. And I, I mean, I guess I blame my parents because they kind of always provided like a luxury. Like we always went, you know, to like fine hotels and fine condos high in the sky and, you know, luxury places and even from a younger age. And I remember the first time I ever went camping for real, I was in Cub Scouts and, you know, we didn't have a tent. We had to go out and buy a tent to do this. And I remember my dad and I going to this Cub Scouts weekend and like, I don't even remember where it was allegedly the woods, but who knows? Um, 
and didn't camping and I fucking hated it. Even like at nine, I was like, this sucks. Like, where is the room service? Where like, <laughs> I'm a bougie bitch, Susan. Oh, and you know, Brian, this. <laughs> this is, this is facts. Fat, Brian spouted fact. He is bougie as hell. Y'all don't know this. He is right. I am very bougie. And so even from a young age, I was like, this is not fun for me. Like I, I enjoy being <laughs> with friends, like making like the race cars that go down the hill. I'm fine with that. During the day, I want to come back with room service. I want to come back to a massage, a hotel bed, a shower. I don't want to spend the night in the tent. It's just, I, it's not me. I don't like bugs. I, I don't, I, I mean, do I like spiders? Yeah. Like if I see a spider in the house, I ain't killing it. I'm picking it up and I'm putting it outside. Spider That's bros, yo. Um, but like insects flying around, don't like it. So, yeah. and then luckily my dad doesn't like it either. So we both like this nine-year-old and my, my father were just like, this isn't happening again. And we were both in agreement. And so like later on in life, you know, when I was like 15 to 18 or whatever, um, I went to a Jewish camp <laughs> Um that's makes that's making me laugh right now. But it was like you know for teens, like and I luckily I went for a weekend and I fucking hated that too because the yeah. food sucked and like there was ants in the cabin. And I was like, oh. I can't do this anymore. Like this is not for me. And uh, and then the last time I went to something like that, a campground. So this Jewish youth group organization uh, that I was in in high school, it was kind of like fraternities and sororities for little Jewish teenagers. Um, I became an advisor for that later on in life after college with a friend and there was a retreat for, you know, all of, all of them. And so we all went there and I was, you know, part of that and being an advisor. And so that was fun enough for me. And for a weekend I suffered through it cause I was a little older, but you know, I'm staying in like a place where there's like 20 bunk beds and you know, I didn't get any sleep. I, it's not comfortable for me. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, and it's just not for me. So camping to me now, like, I do not want to go stay in a tent. If it's camping, I mean, I could do Broken Bow. Like, and, and to give you an example, I was invited to oh, go to Zion. like Broken Bow. You would no, like for sure. People. For sure. Yeah. I think I would. It's not my first choice. But, like, I was invited yeah. to go this month at the, you know, in a couple weeks to go on a trip with a bunch of guys to Zion, which is south of Utah. Um, and it's it's a good like four hour drive from oh where is it I'm trying to remember where you fly oh to from Vegas you're driving a, a while to get there to Southern Utah, and so this place that was rented is like an estate on a hundred acres. It is ranch. There's food provide like it is ultimate luxury. And I'm not going only because something has come up that I have to be at here. I would have gone to that. That okay. type of thing I would go to. Would I participate in all the activities like hiking? No. Like my idea okay. of hiking is going no hiking. to the Dallas Arboretum and walking around. You know, that's okay. my hiking. <laughs> I I am not built for it. Like who likes to run? Nobody. So um, I am, I mean, not to put like, I, I know Trevor is like the oh, Iron no. Man of the year. Like he is. No, no, like, no. <laughs> he even after doing this half marathon, he was like, 
running any more than three, the 5K is stupid. <laughs> like he's, he's like, <laughs> right? I don't know why I do this. Well, he's because he's done it now. He's done the yeah, he's done, it. he's done a marathon. He's done a half marathon. So now he's like, I'm just doing 5Ks. He said he would do like um, a 10K, which I think is like six miles. So. Right. But to sum this all up, Camping to me right now is a Marriott courtyard. That is my <laughs> version of camping is a Marriott okay. courtyard. That's me camping. <laughs> All right. What about camp- you? What about you? Yeah, that's funny. I, I, I would definitely say, well, like I said, I'm more of a glamper when I was younger. Like I did have a good, like I, I was kind of like, it was fun. The idea of like when it was cold outside and um we could just do one with my friends in a tent that was like n- not as much bugs around it was like a big tent and it was like it was all right um i remember we got a tent one time and i me and my friend tried to sleep in our backyard my parents backyard and we they got so cold and windy we're like screw this let's go inside and we put the tent inside we're like let's just put the tent inside the house that was like really fun um but Overall, no. Um, I'm not a huge fan of camping. Like now, especially, it would not be my cup of tea. Uh, depend. I don't like bugs. I hate bugs. And I went with my friends one time to Wakarusa, one of those like music festivals, and we gr- took a tent. And we thought it was going to be cold. It was freaking hot. So hot. We actually left a day early, and the, like it was miserable sleeping in the tent. And when there were bugs, these two. They won't touch them. They won't. So I had to be the one to like take these bugs out of the tent. I was like, I hate this. I think that was the last time I actually like camped. And I I was like, oh, I'm just not like, that would not be my go-to is camping. Not my choice. I like glamping. Um, I Like I said, I like Broken Bow. I would even attempt, they have these like getaways in like a, like a wooden area, area in like Texas area. Um, so maybe I would do that, but um you maybe you're probably right though it's probably because I too was like my parents that's not really what they introduced me to like we were I guess we were not quite as bougie and like fancy as you but we did go to nicer places and I'll never forget there was one time we went we were going to stay at like a what we thought I don't know if it was Possum Kingdom or Wherever it was, it wasn't far. Where we were supposed to go was like not far from like Oklahoma. Like it was somewhere in Oklahoma. And we st- we went one night to this cabin. I don't know what it was. It was so small, so nasty. Like, I don't even know. I feel like there's barely any beds. The toilet and bathroom looked really gross. And we were supposed to stay there two nights. And my parents were like, we are leaving the next day. And we found, that's where we found Tanglewood. I don't know if you ever heard of Tanglewood. It's in Oklahoma. Um, it's just like a hotel resort. Uh, oh, got, like, yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, we got like a suite there, like one of these like really nice suites. And um, we were like, this is way better. We actually went back like another year. because like, this is, <laughs> this is how we do it. Like, we just, yeah, it's not like our, I guess just not. I think my brother probably is more into it than me, but I'm not into camping at all. (laughs) Me neither. I'm glad we share that. Yes, yes. But because of that, I figured we would share our favorite movies that involve camping. Now, I try to stick with more camping, not like not like summer camps, but I don't I don't know. I know they kind of blend. So I don't know what you've got. 
I have a few. I have about six. I have about 17 that involve camping of some sort, going to a camp and camping. Oh, uh, see, I, I tried to stay away from going to the camp because I felt like, okay, the, the movie was more like camping in the woods. Okay. So, all right. All right. So give, give, give me yours. Mine are Into the Wild. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that, that dude. <laughs> like Reese Witherspoon loses, loses her shoe and it's all downhill from there. Oh, no. That's wild. That's oh, that's wild. wild. I get him into confused. the wild. Is was the, the dude wild. who just wanted, who hated people, and then realized he loved people, but it was too late. Yeah, he like dies. Yes, <laughs> like in real life, he did. In real life, he didn't. Oh, the guy, the guy died. That he, was yeah, the real life and into Emil the wild. Hirsch. Yeah. Emil Hirsch is in the movie. Um, but yeah, it was like brutal to watch that movie because I was like, you're just like doing a suicide mission. You're just gonna like die in the woods, and he he did. But it was a good movie. Um, and then uh, the Blair Witch Project, obviously. Absolutely Blair Witch Project. Oh, my God. That's that, on my list. Blair Witch that, is so... I mean, it makes you not want to camp. But, like, well, it's yeah. such a good camping movie because... That's, a, yeah, that's it, another reason I don't like camping. It's like, unless you're, like, in a safe area that you know, like... I feel like that's a recipe for a horror flick. <laughs> no, it is. And, like, I gotta, I got to bring this up on a side tangent. Um, so the Blair Witch. So after the Blair Witch came out, there were so many like filmmakers who were doing spoofs on the Blair Witch. And one of them mm -hmm. was called the Bogus Witch Prog Projects, the Bogus Witch Projects. And um, it was like a kind of like an anthology of like little segments that were based on the Blair Witch in comedy. Polly Shore is in one of them. Yes, I've seen it. But there's one at the very end called the Willie Witch Projects, which was... Uh, featured a few black people and basically they had watched the Blair Witch Project and they were like we need to go find we heard about the Willie Witch Projects <laughs> we need to go do ours and there's one guy in this short who's a gay hairdresser who's just very um, flamboyant and he's like nobody's gonna get me out into the woods and then the guy's like well they made the blair witch people made a hundred million dollars and he goes a hundred million dollars bitch and the next scene is him going into the woods and he goes we're fixing to go into the woods and before he goes into camp he's like this ain't no jurassic park or nothing bitch i don't do dinosaurs <laughs> and i was like that is like what you think of when you're going camping there's not there's animals there's bugs and it's just like the perfect thing about what makes camping so scary and willy witch projects mm, i'm so happy you saw that movie i saw the one with Polly shore because i remember we rented it and i remember us watching it and we were like what is this, this is really watch stupid. the willy witch projects it's on that same thing but blair witch all right all right i love it i love it yes um i also have cabin in the woods <laughs> Oh, I actually just watched that with the nephew for the first time the other day. Like my nephew had never seen it and uh -huh. he loved it. Oh my God. Yeah. It's such a great movie. Um, I included Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase because they, they do go camping. Okay. So I figured that was, I, I love it. It's on Disney plus such a great, like um, nostalgic film. I did include Friday the 13th, which I guess is more of a summer camp, but I just feel like there's so much stuff that happens in the woods. I was like, whatever. No, that's that's camping. I had that on my list. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the best camping movies there. 
And then Parent Trap, which I know sets at the summer camp, but also they go camping too. Right, right. So, um, but those were mine. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to say Moonrise Kingdom by, um, uh, yeah, by Wes Anderson, because not only are they at camp, but two of them sneak off and actually go camping. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Which is That's a great a one. one. Um, and I'm going to say Camp Nowhere because do you remember this movie yeah uh yeah just because it's kind of like camping because there's no adults it's like they're at a summer camp but like not a real summer camp they're just right right like lord of the flies basically um i'm going to say troop beverly hills because they did try to camp in that movie (laughs) i guess they did you're right i love that movie so much i love that movie so much too i've been trying to find that like uh, True Beverly that. Hills. They released it on Blu-ray, like within the last year or two. It's worth it. Well, I was just hoping to be streaming somewhere for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say like your cabin in the woods. I gotta say Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two. Friends go camping in like a real shitty cabin, and then hell comes for there you them. Go. Um, uh-huh. I'm gonna say I have to say Ernest goes to camp. Ernest P. Whirl. Ernest Goes to Camp, first Ernest movie. Wonderful. I'm going to say Wet Hot American Summer. It's genius. It's camping. Come on now. Even in the movie, it takes them to go camping. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Wrong Turn. Love those movies. Love the remake. Uh-huh. I like that. I'm going to say Sleepaway Camp. It's amazing. Can we say The Great Outdoors with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd? Yes, because they're camping with their families, and it's wonderful. The bald yeah. head killer bear. Um, can we say heavyweights? I mean, it's a fat camp, but... Well, I have that, but then I was like, they're they're not camping. That's why I was like, I don't feel like it was specified, but I mean, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. One that I auditioned for just, and got a long way in. I guess I should have been more clear. Like, Hey, huh? they're camping. Um, also, Deliverance. Have you seen this movie? No. You've probably heard of it. I don't, um, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, make him squeal, squeal like a pig. Uh, horrific, fi- horrifying camping movie. Um, and then the two that I'm going to mention that you probably have not heard of, but you should absolutely seek out. One is called Bat Country, and one is called Cub. Both horror indie films about camping, not at camps, but camping and mm, Chef's Kiss. Okay. Those are my movies for oh, camping. Everything. Okay, all yeah. right. Well, great. Good good stuff. Is there a Pixar movie or a Disney movie about camping minus kind of the parent trap? I feel like there is, and I just couldn't think about it. I mean, like I know like Adam's family values, the second one, like had them going again, to camp. But yeah, again, yeah, they go to camp. Yeah. So they're not actually camping. So yeah. I'm... <laughs> uh. And like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they weren't really camping. They were just like traveling. So, uh, yeah, I would say uh, I would say I would say those. But yeah, I guess Disney and Pixar, I really haven't done like a that I can remember. I mean, the good Mm -hmm. dinosaur, but that's back in prehistoric days. Hmm. I don't know. I like it. It's It's a good one. But that that brings us to our blind watch, which Susan picked this time and take it away susan yeah i picked significant other honestly i didn't the trailer did not give much away at all i wasn't sure what was going on it stars 
Micah Monroe and Jake Lacey. And it's just a couple that goes on a camping trip. And things start to happen. This movie, happen. yeah, it was like, really, yeah, it it was released. No, I mean, How, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no I'm glad you didn't know anything about I didn't know anything about it either. When you said it, when you sent it, I was talking, I was like, wait, have I not seen this? It's got Micah Monroe. It's got Jake Lacey. How have I not seen this? I thought you for sure would have seen it. <laughs> no, so it was released around Halloween of 2022, and it's a Paramount Plus um, original. original. So it's on, yeah, Paramount Plus. And basically, how do you subscribe? Are you it's it's a it's a couple that seem like in love, Jake Lacey, Micah Monroe. They're on a camping trip. Uh, it's like their first time together camping, so they're not really sure about it. And uh thing weird things start to happen. And what becomes of this movie is like something way bigger on a on a big epic scale. But it's grounded in its indie roots. And yes, it's very indie. Yeah. And within its 84 minutes, you're just like, wow, so those short. were two big, um, two big reveals, but pretty big reveals in here that didn't see coming. And there was a couple things that you could like, okay, maybe this, but this movie is done. It was directed by Dan Burke and Robert Olson, who I don't know have done really much. And it was written by them. Of course, they are. Um, they come as a pair. They're they're writing partners and stuff like that. But as far as Dan Burke and Robert Olson go, um, I'm looking them up on IMDb right now, and I think this is kind of like their big, like their bigger thing. Oh, actually, you know what? They directed Villains, um, which I loved. Villains is another movie. Uh, that has Micah Monroe, but also Bill Skarsgård, you know, Pennywise from the It. Yeah. And that movie is awesome. Villains is great. Okay, so now I'm so on board. Dan Burke and Robert Olson, they know what they're doing. Villains is an amazing movie. Seek that out. But with that came out in 2019, and then they did Significant Other, and I mm-hmm. guess Micah is just loving working with them. And rightfully yeah, so, because this movie is so good. Significant other, uh, Susan, we we watched it together. Talk to me about watching it and when you really started to like this. Well, it's funny because it was pretty late by the time I finally got a hold of Brian. I was like, are you sure you want to still do this? It was like almost, it was like 1130. Yeah, yeah, it was like a late that. one. That was a really late one. And I was like, well, it's a short, you asked me how long it was. And I was like, well, it's pretty short if you want to attempt it. And you're like, let's do it. So right when we started, I don't know. I think I was pretty into it right off the bat just because, and I think you pointed that out too, their chemistry together was really good. They yeah. had pretty good, like very realistic banter and back and forth. So it wasn't like. Right. Cause like they weren't playing, they were playing it funny. Like you liked their wittiness with each other. Like they gave each other shit, but you could say that they loved each other. It's like, oh, that's something I would do. Yeah. Very relatable. Very like I would look at them and I'd be like, oh, like I was like they 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 seem like they're happy. That's a good couple. Like I'm invested. I was invested right off the bat. I was like, where are we going with this? So that got me. And then when the initial like uh something happens, and I'm like, oh man, where are they gonna go with this? Um, but I mean, definitely there's like a good twist that I was like, whoa. I was like, that's good. I didn't see that coming at all. So I I thought the same way. I was hooked right away. And then when the 
the horror and the sci-fi elements start to yes. take place, they are done really well. And you don't really know exactly what's kind of going on, like on the scale that it is. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, it's like, oh, what's happening here? Why is this happening? And in its indie roots, you know, they only have probably a couple million dollars to make this. So there's not like a, it, we'll just say it. We're going to spoil it right now. This is okay. an alien invasion movie. Uh, you know, yeah, think fine. invasion of the body snatchers, think Independence Day, but like on a very small scale. And how it's done is really cool. And it's done in a way that where that's so different from all these other alien invasion movies, because in other yeah. inv- alien invasion movies, it's clear that the aliens are bad. They're mean. You have to kill them. But in this movie, you're like, hey, this doesn't seem like a bad deal. Like they seem like they want to work things out. They want they they need to, they need to come to Earth and take over. But hey, at least for this Michael Monroe character, <laughs> things seem to be looking up. Yeah. Yeah. What no, do you what do you I, think I... about that? I agree. I think we've seen so many of those like body invasion of the body snatcher things. And I think that they, they took it as a, uh, took an original approach to it. And I like that it was indie. I think I prefer these sci-fi movies that are indie more than these like big budget ones, because sometimes the big budget ones gets the story gets lost in the production of it all and the special effects and I'm just like, we lose interest in the characters. We lose interest in the story. Whereas this felt much more personal. It felt very realistic. And it they obviously took time with the story. I feel like the story was really well done. Right. I think it was extremely well done, too. This The story, like, it's almost that you kind of want a sequel to the movie because the very end of this movie, some big shit happens. You're just like, oh, man, it's about to get real. And they end it. It's like, maybe there's a future sequel to this, but maybe this is what's happening. But I think what really sells this movie is Micah and Jake and, like, the chemistry, even though it becomes really strained, you know, throughout the movie because of what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Which is, it's sad almost because you like them so much and then stuff happens and you're like, oh, huh. All right. But it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, and I loved how short it was too. Like, I think for a Paramount Plus original, that was a great one. Right, right. Uh, I think it was I, it was a great choice. Uh, and I believe I think you picked it out for me. I did. I did. I said I was like, I'm picking this one for you. Next time I'm picking a rom-com. Here <laughs> we I'm go. So glad I so I almost was going to say, did you watch Murder Mystery 2? I have not yet. Oh, be grateful. I didn't pick that one for you. Is it because I, I like the first one? OK, I like the first one. This one was pretty dumb. Oh. It was, it took it a little too far. I was like, ah. Uh. So as I was watching that, I was like, I'm glad I picked Significant Other for the Okay, yeah, one. I'm glad. I'm glad you picked Significant Other. Um, mm-hmm. I just utterly loved it, and I kind of want there to be like a Blu-ray 4K of this with some extras, just because I liked it that much. I was so happy. I feel like this is one of your favorite blind watches. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was. This is uh, something I really liked. Um, and it's um, something, yeah, it's it was good. And you did a good job. Now I have to kind of like one up you now. I have to come in and equalize this to make. Well, then you, you have know. to pick something I would like. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We're 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 going we're we're going Ricky O Holocaust then. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) It's the opposite. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find something that's awesome. I have done that in the past. I have tried to find some interesting romantic comedies. So um I mean it wasn't a romantic comedy, but I did like the one that you picked uh with Zoe Kravitz recently. I right, right, right. That was good. Uh, so yeah, I, I I will do my best, and I, I want to try to pick out something for you. So right. uh, that it's on Paramount Plus, significant other. Please, it is worth your worth it. It's eighty minutes, oh, yeah. and you're you're gonna love it. You're so, gonna like it. It's such it an show. easy watch. It is. It is. All right. To our last segment, on to the honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. This is where we're talking about what we saw, what we want you to watch, and stuff like that. Susan, what you watching right now? What do you want to tell everybody? Like, well, you got to watch this. Watch it now. Well, my favorite movie of the year so far is Air. I watched that with Brian as well. Um, so damn good. I mean... It is so damn good. God. I just... I, I love Ben Affleck. I think he's great as a director, despite what other people might feel about him. And I I just think that he does a really great job with true stories. I think that's his element. He knows how to find what he should focus on and simplify it, but make it effective. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It was great. It was so good. I love the story. I love the cast. I want to watch it again. It was wonderful. Um, Brian, you agree? Yeah, I do agree. It's, um, it's, I, I was trying to figure out, cause I've seen it twice now. If that tells you anything, I've seen it mm-hmm. twice. And right. it's something that I put in my review that I was like, this is something that I can watch over and over and over again. It's like this underdog inspiring movie mm-hmm. and everybody i love in it even chris messina in it oh, is amazing great. yeah but like he's kind of like the asshole in the movie but he's yeah, not he's right. great he's doing his job and it's just how it's framed how it's filmed the delivery the pace it, and uh-huh. how it all goes and it's a story that's true that you know the outcome but yeah. it still feels suspenseful in those moments and you love uh-huh. everybody and god damn you Affleck I love you it's so good yeah man I love <laughs> yeah you. man I, think, I, I don't know I just I I feel badly like I just feel like there's like a personal like vendetta against the guy like people don't want to admit that he makes like great movies or something and he does a great job in the movie too I think he's he does actually he really does good he does. Yeah, so, he does. Anyways, that's that's one of them. I just started The Mandalorian season three. Are you like watching it caught up? I'm not caught up. I've done the first four seasons, and so far it's less first four than, seasons. No, no, first, first four episodes of this new okay. season. And so far, it's I like it, but it's kind of like, uh, what are we doing? Why are we going off on side tangents and not sticking with the main story here? Did we lose oh. ourselves? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Like, I like some of these characters, but again, I'm like, okay, this is Grogu and Mando. What are where where are we going here? Why are we? 
mixing it up and having these filler episodes. And I like the world building. I'm just, I'm hoping it comes to something. So haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Um, also, well, I'm, I've only watched one episode, so I'm kind of like, all right, I'm proceeding with caution for the rest. Uh, and then I just watched the movie What's Love Got to Do With It with Lily James and Emma Thompson. Um, it's like a romantic comedy. Um, it was good. I think it's actually pretty, honestly, the only issue with it is unfortunately the main couple that they're trying to get together they don't have the best chemistry. And I think that has more to do with, well, I don't know. I don't know what the, it's just I'm, almost like the writing didn't give them opportunities to really like build up that chemistry. But uh, it was, it's other than that, like watching uh, the two of them or watching the story. Cause it's about like two friends. One's like white. Well, they're all, they're all set in London, but you know, she's British but she's white and he's Indian and he's getting an arranged marriage and she decides to do a documentary on it and uh, as she's watching him do this journey I think she's starting to realize she has feelings for him and he might have feelings for her and it's kind of like unfolds that way but I like seeing the the different cultures and the process of it all but like like I said their their romance could have been stronger that's probably about it but I still recommend it so what's love got to do with it? Does it have the Tina Turner song? What's love got to do with it in no, it? No, it doesn't. That's bullshit, Susan. I know. They should have. They should have. And speaking of love, I am watching season four of Love is Blind. Do you I haven't. Well, I saw, yes, I do. But I haven't watched any of season four yet. I will, though. Just haven't. So you, watch, you watch every season? I, I, I watch season three. Oh, just season three. Do you watch because of Farrah? Yes. So Farrah hasn't started. No. Oh, that's why. Okay. Um, so did you like season three? Um, I mean, I hate that I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, season four. Well, if you watch it, I think you'll have some opinions on stuff, but it's good. I mean, I will say I think it's the weakest season just because a lot of people aren't as likable, but it's still the show is just so entertaining. I get hooked right in. Right, and then right. I guess I guess the other thing I didn't write it down, but we did watch Mafia Mama, which I guess is out in theaters now. So if uh, people want to check it out, I don't know if it's worth spending money in theaters, but I think if it was streaming, it is a great streaming choice. It is a great streaming choice. Um, Mafia Mama, I watched it too. We did interviews. Uh, I lo- I really liked it. Uh, again, don't pay to see it in theaters, but stream it when it's available. It's one of those. It's a great mix of silly comedy and violence about a woman from the suburbs who inherits the mafia and she has to become the mafia don. And it's great. I loved it. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, I guess some of mine, I've watched this final season of The Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon Prime. Is it good? Yes, it's very good. It's the final season. I am loving it. Uh, they took a cue from Breaking Bad, and the first few episodes start out with a fast uh, a flash forward in the 80s, and you kind of see where people are, and then they go back and tell the story from the 50s. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, and so I, 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 people are going to like this final season. Uh, lots, lots happening. And 
Ted Lasso, this new season is amazing so far. I've seen the first four episodes. It's great. It's the, wonderful. The fifth one's out too. Oh, the fifth one just came out. I know what I'm doing tonight. Um, but I'm waiting still. I'm you're still waiting. waiting still. You crazy? But, it, but it's good. You honestly still think it's good? Hell it's yeah! Good. It's so good. Okay, good. It's I'm excited. So good. Um, well, that's something I kind of wanted to like get through, like Mandalorian, and let, let these build up. Yeah, let these build up. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it every way. Well, they released the first three, and then now they did four, and now they did five. I wish they would do more of them because of them. I just did so good. Um, and what else did I watch? Um, you know, I'll be I'll be watching that wrestling AEW still pretty good. Um, the um, Cool Hand Luke 4K. They released Cool Hand Luke on 4K. Looks amazing. Sounds amazing. Still a wonderful movie. Cocaine Bear on Blu-ray. Um, for those of you who like Cocaine Bear, decent. Plane on 4K with Gerard Butler. Plane is unbelievably good. You love Please. that movie. Oh, that movie's awesome. If you watch it, you're going to be like, that movie's awesome. Please go <laughs> see that. Seek that out. And uh, other things that I'm watching. Oh, Tournament of Champions has come out for a new season <laughs> It is on the Discovery. It's on the Food Network. It's Guy Fieri hosting an NCAA championship of chefs with a randomizer that gives them a random protein, a random vegetable, a random thing they have to cook with. And it's amazing. It's it's a super fun show. Uh, if you like cooking shows, highly recommend. The new season is on right now. And that's kind of what I'm watching. It's a, there's been a lot. Oh, and Succession. I have to mention Succession. Holy oh, I shit. Saw, don't spoil anything because we are finally going to watch. Like, I think after we watch Ted Lasso, we'll binge. The, we waited to watch the series once it was done. Right. So there's three episodes of this last season of Succession. And episode three is crazy it's amazing one of the best episodes of tv please susan don't let anybody spoil it for you but it's... i don't want to guess what i saw i just i saw a couple people like post something about this recent episode but nothing gave anything away just like oh my god and i was like oh my god don't don't i've done so well like i barely know anything about the series and yeah. trevor and i have it on our like hbo max list yeah it's we, crazy we're gonna watch it it's so good uh yeah that that's uh that's what it is that's that's the honorable mentions and that's no bs podcast this episode april 13th thank you for listening uh for those of you who don't know susan kamyab stevens you gotta check out her stuff susan makes you happy about movies and television and reality show like seriously through her writing and her interviews it's a breath of fresh sunshine and light. Check her out at ICTV, Irving Community Television. Check her out at thischicksflicks.com. And she's Susan Kamyab Stevens on Instagram, on Twitter. Go say hi to her. She's going to make you feel good. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm Brian Kluger, highdefdigest.com, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, me, soon to be you porn. Uh, yep keep you posted yep she she knows uh we'll talk with you later no bs podcast we love you love you guys